Hello and welcome to episode 27 of the Atlanta Man Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Rogers, and on today's episode we'll be recapping games 1 and 2 of the World Series. Um, games 1 and 2 are both in Houston between the Braves and the Astros, and they split. Um, probably the most expected outcome of those two games. The Braves took game 1 and the Astros took game 2 as we head back to Atlanta for game three of this World Series. So won't waste any more time. We'll get into what happened in these two games. So start off with game one of the World Series. First World Series game for the Braves since 1999 and looking for their first World Series win since 1996. And it gets started off with a bang on the third pitch of the game, the first swing of the entire World Series Jorge Soler hits a rocket into the Crawford boxes to make it one to nothing. So about as, or not about as, it is as good as a start as you could possibly get in a World Series. Um, One to nothing, three pitches in. And we will move on to Freddie Freeman's at bat, which was also a very hard hit ball off of Framber Valdez, who was Houston's starter in this game. Um, But Jose Altuve actually made a really nice play to throw Freddie out. Uh, But... Framber was not out of the woods yet. Ozzy Albies has an infield single, then steals second and uh, earns free tacos for the entire country. So thanks, Ozzy. That's pretty awesome. And then Young Thick hits a gapper to make it two to nothing. RBI double. It was the hardest hit ball of Austin Riley's entire career. Um, so pretty, pretty cool that it uh, came in the first inning of the World Series. Uh, then Framber settles in, strikes out Eddie, which is uh, at the time was kind of shocking just to see how hot Eddie has been. And then he got Duvall to fly out. Um, now we'll get into the bottom of the first. Charlie Morton on the mound for the Braves. And he got into some trouble in the first. He loaded up the bases, but um, he got out of it unscathed. He had a few walks or a couple walks. Walked Alvarez and Correa, but Kyle Tucker grounded out to end the inning so still two to nothing after one for the Braves and in the second the Braves would tack on another run on a Jorge Soler fielder's choice that would make it three to nothing then in the bottom of the second um not not it was one to three inning for Charlie but he did get hit in the leg by a comebacker from Yuli Gurriel um hit him like right on the shin and uh, just bounced over to Freddie um it was kind of like a like a kick save in the moment but it really wasn't um, i don't think he meant for it to hit him freddie just grabbed it and stepped on first and in the moment it didn't seem like a huge thing it just seemed like every other time a pitcher gets hit in the leg with the ball and he just and he just turned out fine um so we'll move on and we'll get more into that in just a second here but in the top of the third eddie rosario leads off with a single and then adam duvall hits one into the crawford boxes to make it five to nothing atlanta so the Braves just absolutely punched Framber Valdez in the mouth early. Uh, that was the last batter he would face. His final line, two innings, eight hits, five earned runs, one walk, two strikeouts, and two homers. So yeah, Framber got absolutely shellacked by the Braves. They were hitting everything hard off of him. Um, and yeah, it was it was only a matter of time before he was getting yanked from this game. And Duvall just really put the put the exclamation point on his outing. So now we'll move on to the bottom of the third, and this is where the bad news of this game happens. Um, so, like I said, Charlie got hit in the in the shin, kind of, in the leg with a comebacker from Guriel. 
I believe it was like a 105 mile an hour comebacker. So it wasn't wasn't a softly hit ground ball back to him. And um, start off the third, he strikes out Jose Altuve. But on the third strike, he like lands like awkwardly and kind of grimaces. And I noticed it. They did the throw around. And I was like, God, is he hurt? Or is that just like, um, like a little slip or what? By the time they um, panned the camera back to Morton on the mound after they threw the ball around and showed the replay of the strikeout, he was already out. He was like walking out of the game immediately. So that's how you knew something was wrong. Um, but he did walk off on his own power. So there was some reason for optimism there. AJ Minter came in to replace him. Um, but yeah, that, that was just very, very less than ideal that Morton went out right there. And then a couple innings later, it was announced that he broke his fibula. Let me make sure this right. Fibula or tibula. Not not sure the difference between the two bones, but um, I'm going to confirm it right now. Just let me find the press release. It's a fibula or a tibula. But Charlie broke his. So it's just riveting, riveting audio. Sorry about this. I'm trying to confirm what bone it actually was. But it was a fibula, not a tibula. Um, so yeah, broken right fib bro or fr right fibula fracture. He's ex he'll miss the rest of the World Series. Yada yada yada. He's expected to be back by spring training 2022. So yeah, that was really bad. But AJ Minter does come in the game, like I said. Um, he did give up a leadoff double to, to Michael Brantley, but um, he gets Bregman and um, Alvarez out to follow up the inning. Nothing doing for the Braves at the top of the fourth. In the bottom of the fourth, A.J. does give up a run, but probably shouldn't have been because Dansby booted a ground ball. Um, so, yeah, probably would have been a double play if Dansby doesn't boot it, but, you know, um, whatever. Five to one, gives up the one run, but that's all he would give up. Um, A.J. Mentor was really solid in this game. He goes 2.2 innings pitch out of the bullpen. Uh, one earned run, three strikeouts, just more nails from AJ, he was really, really good in this game. And um, honestly, after the AJ Mentor heroics, there was really um, nothing much going on in this game. The Braves and Astros both tack on another run. The Braves on a sack fly got another run. And then um, a Carlos Correa ground out scored another run in the eighth inning for the Astros. But, you know, there's really nothing much else going on in this game. The, the final score was 6-2. to two. Um, things of note is that Luke Jackson pitched in this game. He went 1.2 innings and looked really, really good. Looked like the Luke Jackson of old, not the Luke Jackson in the Dodgers series. Um, and Tyler Matzik also pitched and he didn't look his best. He went 1.1 innings. He gave up a, a run, um, had two strikeouts. He gave up a triple to Jordan Alvarez, which ended up being a run, but that really wasn't on Matzik. He, he like it was a ball well off the plate, a slider, and he just went out and poked it and almost hit a home run. Hit it to dead center, went off the wall. Um, Duval misplayed it, so it ended up being a triple. But yeah, so Matzik he gave up a run, but he's he's allowed to do that, especially with this kind of cushion that they had. And then Will Smith came in. Um, he goes one two three. Or actually, no, he gives up a walk, but clean inning, no runs. Um, but he did almost give up a leadoff home run. To Diaz, it ended up being just left of the foul pole. Um, so yeah, really close to being a home run, but a cleaning for Will nonetheless. Braves win Game One of the World Series six to two. Um, and after the game, or the day after the game rather, it was announced that Tucker Davidson would take 
um, Charlie Morton's spot on the roster. Um, Davidson was one of like a plethora of options the Braves had. None of them were like amazing options, but you know, it was Davidson was kind of a wild card because he had been hurt and was not on the 40 man roster actually, because he was, he was still on the 60 day IL. So yeah, when you looked at the 40 man roster, Davidson was like, wasn't on it, but he was still like in the back of your mind as an option, but other options included, um, like guys, guys like Kyle Muller, um, Sean Newcomb was even thrown out there. Tuki Toussaint, Jacob Webb. Um, so yeah, just kind of, <laughs> kind of some on some like interesting options, but none of them were really great. But um, yeah, I was expecting them to go the Bolt guy. I was more expecting Kyle Muller. Um, that was my first thought. Uh, Spencer Strider was also another option. Um, I wasn't expecting them to go like Jacob Webb or Newcomb, who's just kind of one inning relievers. But they got Davidson, who was actually pretty good when he did pitch earlier this year until he got hurt. Um, he's a left-handed starter. He said in his um, he did actually he actually did a press conference and he said that he was built up for about seventy to eighty pitches. So um, yeah, he'll be he'll be um, an option for games four and five. We'll get into that in just a minute. But those games became much more interesting with uh, Charlie Morton going down. So we'll get into that after we talk about game two, which was a lot less fun. Um, in this one, the Astros scored first. Um, in this one, in the start of a Max Freed start. Um, Jose Altuve had a scored on a sack fly after having a leadoff double. So Alex Bregman drove him in on the sack fly to make it one to nothing. Um, but then immediately after, in the top of the second, um, with two outs, Travis Darno hits a rocket into the Crawford boxes, and it is one to one. So one to one, um, heading into the bottom of the second, and things kind of go awry on Max Fried. Uh, he starts out the inning well. Carlos Correa strikes out swinging. Um, and then Kyle Tucker singles, Yuli Gurriel singles, Jose Siri infield single, um, run scores, and it is two to one Astros. Then Martin Maldonado singles, and then like chaos ensues defensively. Um, balls at the left field, so Eddie Rosario fields it and throws it to third, but nobody is there. And then the ball just kind of gets away and goes down to the backstop and allows another run to score. So it's four to one Houston after that. Then he gets Jose Altuve to line out, and then Michael Brantley, um, he hits a single, ground ball single, to make it 5-1 to one Astros. Gets Bregman to ground out in the inning, but wow, just a really crappy inning, all things considered. Like, the hardest hit ball in the inning was from Michael Brantley, the last one, and it was just over 100 miles an hour. Um, all the expected batting averages on these balls were super low. They were all hit on the ground. It was some shift beaters. It was just really frustrating. Uh, Max wasn't his sharpest, but he also did get pretty unlucky in this inning, I think. Um, but he wasn't really missing bats. I think he only had two swings and misses through the first two innings, which is not ideal at all. But, um, yeah, just he got unlucky, but he also wasn't missing bats. And the Astros, they don't really strike out. Um, they they put the ball in play, and that's exactly what they did in this inning, and they were finding holes. So credit to them, but Max was not his sharpest. But it wasn't like he was um, – wasn't like his start in LA. We'll say that in last series, where he, the Dodgers were just hitting rockets off of him and just hitting the balls into the seats. The Astros weren't doing that. They're just kind of finding holes, and uh, Max actually does settle into this game quite well um, in the later innings. But yeah, so top of the third and bottom of the third, one two three Braves, one two three Astros. Top of the fourth, bottom of the fourth, one two three Braves, one two three Astros. So. Yeah, um, both pitchers were kind of settled in. Jose, Jose Urquidy 
was the starter for the Astros, and he was pretty solid in this game. Um, but yeah, Max did settle in, and um, he actually was able to eat some innings and um, kind of save the bullpen because for a minute there it was looking like um, you know Max might be done pretty early in this game, but he wasn't. We on to the top of the fifth. The Braves do get a run on a Freddie Freeman single that scored Travis Darno to make it 5-2. So still definitely a ball game here with plenty of time left. And then Max in the bottom of the fifth goes 1-2-3 again. So I think that's 10 in a row retired by Max at this point. And then the top of the sixth, uh, Jorge Soler does get a double down the line, but Braves couldn't get him in. And then in the bottom of the sixth, they leave Freed in the game. How um, many walks Alvarez lead off the inning and gives up a single to Correa. Then they bring in Dylan Lee to replace him. Um, kind of an interesting decision. Um, it was a lefty coming up and Kyle Tucker, but it's still nobody out. So, yeah, kind of a curious decision in the moment, considering it was only five to two, and Dylan Lee is kind of the last guy in the bullpen, kind of ish. But he does do his job. He gets a ground out um, to Kyle Tucker. It was a force play to second, so there's one out. Then he gets another ground ball from Guriel that should have been a double play, but. Ozzy drops the ball on it was on the exchange so it should have been one out at second because he did catch the ball but for some reason I mean the umpire changed his call on the field from out to safe because he saw the ball pop out and then on review even though the ball clearly was caught by Ozzy and was on the exchange of when he dropped it they they upheld the call and uh, everyone was safe so like not a good play by Ozzy but definitely shouldn't have been um safe right there should have been at least one out and that made it six to two Astros because a run did score there um, but they uh yeah he gets Jose series striking out then they bring in Chavez to replace Lee, and that ended the inning after Chavez got Maldonado out so yeah should have been a double play should have only been five to two but you know Ozzy couldn't could make the play unfortunately he's been great all year defensively but he just couldn't make the play right there and that made it 6-2. to two. No further damage, though. But it really didn't matter because the Braves just got nothing going on offense. And the Astros would add on. Uh, Braves brought in Drew Smiley to pitch the bottom of the eighth. And the first pitch he threw to Jose Altuve was a bomb to make it 7-2. to two. Um, And then I think the only other thing of note in this game is that Kyle Wright came in to pitch. And it was I was all, I, I didn't get to talk about this, but Kyle Wright being on the roster, which was kind of... Um, interesting to me and I didn't understand it I kind of rolled my eyes at it but um I understand that um Kyle Wright was really good in AAA after being sent down from his last stint in the big leagues so I know I knew that he had been shoving in AAA but when I just saw Kyle Wright on the roster in the World Series against the Astros I'm just thinking there's no way Kyle Wright's gonna have success against this Astros lineup there's just no way Comes in the pitch the bottom of the eighth in this one. It is sort of kind of garbage time. It's a 7-2 to two game. So things aren't super like high stakes right now. But he strikes out the side. Um, no, granted, it was 8-9-1 for the Astros. Jose Siri, Martin Maldonado, who are their two weakest hitters. And then it was Jose Altuve. They did strike out to end the inning. But he struck out the side in the World Series. And... Um, he looked really good doing it. It wasn't really fluky. I think it was on 12 pitches. Like, he looked very dominant in the outing. And um, just kind of funny. I thought and after he had struck out Altuve, I said, imagine telling somebody in July that Kyle Wright was going to strike out the side in the World Series. Probably the most absurd sentence you could say. Or, like, even after his last um, big league outing, you said, well, yeah, he's getting sent down, but 
he's going to be in the pitching in the World Series, and he's going to strike out the side. You know, I would have said you're crazy, but here we are. Um, Kyle Wright shoving just one inning in the World Series, but um, yeah, struck out the side. Uh, then in the top of the ninth, the Braves go one, two, three, and the game is over. Um, seven, two final, Braves lose. They take a split in Houston, though. Take a split any day of the week, especially with how the starting pitching went. Um, you know, between Morton getting hurt and only pitching um, 2.1 innings, I think, and free giving up six earned runs, you know, you take a split 100 times out of 100. Um, yeah, like starting pitching didn't go great in the series, and you split. So you take that, and, um, yeah, you, you take that run with it pretty much, and you head back home 1-1 with a chance to – Take a take firm control of the series back at Atlanta. So we'll get into the the upcoming games, games three, four, and five. Uh, game three tonight, starters are announced: Luis Garcia for the Astros, and um, no surprise for the Braves, it's Ian Anderson. Um, this game is sort of in jeopardy because of weather. Um, I've been checking the forecast um, pretty frequently, and things aren't looking great um, as of right now. It's supposed to start raining um, in the area of where Truist Park is at 4 o'clock, 40% chance at 4, 30% chance at 5, 60% chance at 6, and then at 7, 8 o'clock, it's a 50% chance, and it stays around 40 to 30 pretty much until 2 a.m. So this game might get postponed to tomorrow, and every game just gets pushed back a day. So that might be happening. I'm not sure, um, but I'm like... I'm sure everyone will be quite aware of if it's going to get rained out or not. Um, because, yeah, it's the World Series and it's kind of odd. Games getting rained down the World Series. But this one might get postponed and pushed back to Saturday. If that does happen, it'll just be Saturday, Sunday, Monday for games three, three through five in Atlanta. But hopefully that doesn't happen. Hopefully they can get this game in tonight. Um, and hopefully the rain just doesn't, just doesn't come because it would just kind of suck having to play this game. Even if it was like sprinkling, that just kind of sucks for the World Series. But, um, yeah, we'll move on now. Game four. TBD, same with Game 5 for both teams for their starters. Uh, games 4 and 5 are going to be bullpen games for Atlanta. And uh, Game 4 is supposed to be a bullpen game for the Astros. Game 5 is when Framber Valdez is supposed to come back and pitch, which, I mean, he was terrible in his Game 1 start, so maybe the Astros will have a different plan for that. But bullpen games for the Braves and back-to-back games. Um, you know, I'm not going to try to predict the order of or who's going to open, who's going to start. Um all I'm going to say is expect to see Jesse Chavez. Um, A.J. Minter might pitch a few innings in one of these games. Um, they called up Tucker Davidson. You're probably going to see him. Drew Smiley's probably going to get some run in one of these two games. Kyle Wright, he probably earned himself maybe a few innings in one of these two games after how good he looked in game two. Um, so, yeah, back-to-back games. You know, it's kind of important that Ian gives the Braves some length tonight considering of how many innings they're going to have to cover. Uh, 54 outs is there how many they're gonna have to get between two bullpen games and uh, that's pretty tough so if Ian could go six tonight that would be great um save like if you could avoid using AJ Mentor tonight that would be awesome because he's a guy that can go multiple innings and um, you're gonna need guys to go multiple innings in these bullpen games so yeah um, that's kind of the key for these next three games is kind of Ian Anderson being good and pitching somewhat deep into game three a lot of pressure. He's 23 years old. It's the biggest start of his life, obviously. Um, but yeah, it uh, it's it's a massive, massive ask um, to get six solid innings against this Astros lineup. But I'm asking it right now, Ian. I'm gonna need six, and um, 
don't be shy to go seven or eight if you could do that too. So, yeah, that's that's the key for these next three games is um, Ian and how long he pitches. He's kind of been he's been the Braves, you know, what's the word for it? They they kind of pulled Ian early in starts, whether it's because there's been pinch hitting opportunities, which really aren't his fault because he's not good. Um, or you have some where he just isn't looking his sharpest and you kind of need to get him out of there. You know, we don't can't have that tonight. We need Ian to shove. And um, I think he will. I'm confident Ian. He's been good in the postseason. And I think he's going to he's gonna pitch five to six solid innings tonight. That's my prediction. If you made me ask, I think he's going to be quite good. Um, so, yeah. That's my prediction for Ian tonight. And, um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting three games in Atlanta. I, I, these first two games have been kind of... Like not as a fan, it's the World Series and my team's in the World Series. Not boring for me, but um, as like a third-party viewer, I guess these games were probably kind of boring because in both of the first two games, teams the Braves took an early lead and kind of never looked back in Game One, and the Astros did the same thing in Game Two. So there wasn't really any late tense moments in either of these games. I think that is definitely going to change in these these three in Atlanta. It's going to be, I think it's going to be some wild games. Probably all three, I think. Because, you know, game three is just traditional starters. So, you know, that could end like normal or not not crazy at all. But games four and five, both teams are just going to be looking for outs anywhere they can get them. And um, it's going to be fun to watch as a third party. As a fan of the Braves or Astros, it's going to be probably very um, agonizing to watch these two games. Because I think they're going to be just wall-to-wall drama, if I had to guess. So I'm ready for it. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a wild weekend in Atlanta at the Battery. Truce Park, I'm sure it's going to be absolutely bonkers. I'm sure it'll be a zoo. Um, based on the ticket prices, it is going to be just absolutely insane um, <laughs> there this weekend. So I'm looking forward to seeing the crowd and seeing some more good reaction from the fans there. Um, yeah, very excited for these three games. First World Series games in Atlanta since 1999. So it should be fun. Hopefully the Braves can maybe take two out of three here and go back to Houston with a stranglehold on this series. Or maybe they can finish this thing out in Atlanta. So, you know, not predicting that, but it is definitely a possibility. So, very excited for these games. I'm very nervous for these games. And, yeah, just ready for it. So, that'll do it um, for this episode. I'll be back after these three games take place. I don't know if that'll be Monday or Tuesday. It depends on if a game gets rained out. Um, that is to be seen, but yeah, when these three games wrap up, I will be back and I will recap the three. Um, maybe we're crowning a world series champion. Maybe it's the Braves. It could be the Astros too, but, um, I'm not, not I don't think that's going to happen, but it is a possibility for sure. So if you made it this far listening, I really appreciate it. And I will see you in the next one.